Hey guys, so welcome to another podcast of the Build Muscle and Burn Fat. Now that my name is Sean, of course if you haven't seen me before, this is going to be the first time that I'm doing this video podcast series because to be honest, I feel like this is the best way I can kind of show you my personality, but even saying that this is the easiest way for me to produce as much content for you guys to consume and learn from as well. So I'm still experimenting with some of my audio, I'm still experimenting with some of my visual as well. So this may not work for the first episode, but you're going to see it change from time to time. Now, if you are happening to listen to this on our podcasts, you have no idea what I'm talking about in terms of video. You can head over to the YouTube channel and you can see the video podcast version over there. If you are on my video podcast, you can also do the same and take me with you in your journeys or even listen to me while you're training, while you're in the treadmill, doing your cardio, going for a walk, and you can listen to me on Apple Podcasts as well as Google Podcasts. Anyway, we're not going to waste any more time about that. We're going to actually talk about a really important topic because people are going to be training a lot more than usual because it is now December, Christmas time is coming, and you know what? That means that New Year's is around the corner. This means that everybody is going to be training and have all the good intent to be able to achieve the new 2023 goals. It happens. It happens. And I honestly didn't think it was going to be such a big thing when I was working in the industry. But time after time, every single January, you'll see a whole bunch of people coming in to train. And so hats off to them. Always try and make sure you can get this done. And the question that I always get asked is, which exercises are the best? Now, of course, if you're listening to this podcast, you know that building muscle is going to be the best way for you to even lose fat. So we're going to go and talk about the three principles that are going to help you when it comes to building muscle. Nice and easy off the bat. Number one is about availability. Number two is the skill to fatigue ratio. You need to make sure you understand these things. And the third one is the stimulus fatigue ratio or the SFR, which is a pretty cool thing. If you stick around to it, I'll tell you all about it. So let's talk about the first one, obviously availability. Let's talk about it, what it means. Well, I'll first tell you about a story when I first found about the best ways to build muscle and it was all about eccentric based training. You know, one of the most popular ways that you may hear about this is when you do the bench press and you load up more weight that you can actually press. You do slowly in the way down, your partner lifts it back up, you slowly in the way down again. And this is still scientifically the most effective way to get the most muscle hypertrophy by just trying to overload the muscles with eccentric based training. I tried doing this for about a week. It worked. I got really, you know, good benefits out of it. I felt hell sore out of it. But the thing is, then my training partner started going, oh no, I can't make that time. This made it difficult for me because even though it is the most scientifically proven best way for you to be able to train and get the most muscle fatigue out of it, it was not something that I could consistently do. So you could also say that availability is also consistency. And I always tell people, especially if you, you know, happen to be watching a lot of sport, the best ability is availability. You cannot stress that enough. And people will harp on about like, if only I had that piece of equipment. Don't worry about that. Focus on what you can actually do and keep doing. So... Let's talk about some exercises where people will want to do all the time, like all these fancy machines that you see. Oh, that person has that particular handle. This person has this particular leg press or this particular shoe. Don't worry about those things. Get it done first. 
So you may get caught up in, you know, fancy leg presses, which we see all the time. One of them I still haven't yet to use is the pendulum squat. It looks amazing, looks great, looks better than a normal hack squat, looks better than a normal leg press because you're still standing, but I don't have availability to it. I would have to travel to a new gym every single time just for leg days, and that's something that I'm not willing to do. So when you're thinking about exercises or you're thinking about programs or choosing them, you want to make sure that the exercises on that program can either be easily replaced, exercises that you can do at your gym, or, or equipment that you can easily use as well to manipulate, so to speak. One of the things that I've got right now is I really have started to like hack squats, but I no longer have a gym membership because I've now purchased this beautiful piece of machinery in my house, which is a Smith machine, cable machine, and also can be used as a squat rack as well. And now that I'm not using the hack squat, I've started to change it for the Smith machine hack squat variation. Now, if you had known me about even just seven months ago, I would have laughed at you if you were squatting in a Smith machine. But I've started doing this, and I swear, it's actually been feeling amazing in my legs. Which is, this is completely a little bit off topic, but I used to be so set in my ways I had to do one thing and one thing only, as opposed to finding a different way to the same means. I wanted to work my legs, but I was always used to doing heavy back squats, heavy front squats, but my lower back could not handle it. So I started changing to doing things like hack squats, as well as split machine hack squats as well. So for anyone out there who is stuck on trying to choose an exercise, make sure the first one is all about availability to get consistency. Let's talk about number two. This is such an important one because people will try and find things that look complex and cool. And this is the effect of social media. People want to feel like they've just recreated the wheel with a new exercise that you've seen or you've never done before. And I hate these exercises as well, might I add. The old, you know, lunge to, um, the old lunge to bicep curl and shoulder press. You're combining three exercises at once, so it must be great. Compound movements do have their spaces, but those type of compound movements, not so great. You may as well just grab three different weights or just do the lunges, do the curls, and do the press because each of these exercises will have different weight requirements to make it more stimulating for yourself. Now you can find these exercises that are all very complex and I do remember being given a video I'm like, hey, Sean, we should do stuff like this. And I said, no, just because it looks cool. It has a lot of views on reels and Instagram stories and whatever it might be doing fancy movements. It doesn't work on the basis of actually getting you better. It's you being distracted by, first of all, complexity bias. You think the more complex it is, the more beneficial it's going to be, which is no longer the case. The next thing about it is making sure that it actually transfers to what your goal is. So there's no point jumping up and down on a box with a med ball, running on a treadmill, or if you've been seeing these really funny and entertaining, but stupid, when I add, um, Instagram reels with people running on a bike, or running on a treadmill with a bike, or doing squats and actually squatting the squat rack itself. They're not required, do not do them. So start to think about exercises that aren't so complex that you can actually push through as well. 
So we talked about the complexity. Now we need to talk about how we can actually push you to your maximum. So rather than trying to do a clap push up into a somersault or whatever it might be, think about actually doing push ups and pushing yourself to failure or close to failure, might I add, safely, so that you can actually get the stimulus for you to get the benefit of your training. So sometimes the best thing you can do is keep it simple. You may see some sim like some really fancy things where people go into a burpee, into a lunge, into a shoulder press. You might be better off just doing each of those exercises as one set into another set into another set. One of the best things I've done for myself is actually keep my training to be very, very similar. So for the last six weeks, I actually outsourced my training program to experiment something. And the training itself was so simple. I didn't think it would make that much progress. So in day one, it was hack squat with a Smith machine, might I add. On the second day, it was actually um, hamstring curls with a Romanian deadlift. On, on day three, it was the hack squat with the Smith machine with a hack squat on a hack squat machine. And then on day four, it was deadlifts and also a hamstring curl. Now, those are really simple exercises and none of them had any sort of supersets or tempo even. But I saw the best benefit because it was simple enough for me to push close to maximums without hurting myself. So that's one thing, that's one thing I really want to stress to people out there. Don't feel the need for it to be super complex. It just needs to be good enough for you to push to your maximums. Which brings me to number three. We called this one the SFR, and I've been kind of holding this one until last because I think it's a great one to be talking about and discussing about. So it links back to my first story where I thought I always had to do heavy back squats and heavy front squats. And don't get me wrong, my legs grew the hell out of it. It was great. It was amazing. But that was all stimulus. The second part that we need to talk about is fatigue. Now, fatigue is not a bad thing, but too much fatigue that's a bad thing. So we were talking about the stimulus of trying to make sure that the muscles grow so that you can burn fat, change your body composition. Now we're talking about the fatigue ratio. So what fatigue does, it forces the body for us to actually adapt. So this might be the fact that we need to use more fuel storage from our, from our fat cells, or we need to you know, grow muscles so that we can withstand the next training session ahead. But then you've got secondary factors that come along with this, including joint pain, injuries. These are things that we do not want when we have too much fatigue. I've been saying that moving forward, we don't want to do that at the cost of stimulus. So something that Arnold Schwarzenegger had always said was no point doing something that hurts in a bad way. You want to have pain, but you never want to have joint pain. So we want to look into things that can stop you from this. And if you don't know what these things are, the first one will be what we call axial loading. This is loading on your spine. And there's so many ways that we can kind of change it and manipulate it so that our body doesn't hurt. Think about a barbell overhead press, really good exercise for the shoulders, great exercise for the delts, once again, the shoulders and the triceps too. But if we keep doing this, this actually puts a lot of loading on our lower back and a whole spine as well, because you're standing up while you're doing it. So how can we change this? We can change this smartly 
by doing it seated with dumbbells or the barbell over in a machine. Have a think about the barbell bench press. I love the barbell bench press, but it's also one of those movements that puts so much stress on my joints, from my shoulders to my elbows, because there's less degree of movement on the elbows, you can tend to get a bit of a flare up. Now for the sake of getting stronger on the bench press, highly recommend you still do bench press. But say if you wanted to build muscle and you're not so worried about the actual movement itself, you just wanna make sure you get the result or the stimulus of muscle growth, remove the bench press and start to do something else, maybe like a decline push-up, which might I add, has been really useful for me. Now for myself, I've just been using yoga blocks. I've also got some strong blocks from base blocks as well. And they've been really helping me out just by getting that movement and that extra stretch from the chest muscles so that I can actually get the growth in the chest too. And I've been finding that that has been helping me more than just doing more heavier bench press, which has been putting a lot of load on my joints too. And then for those of you who tend to be a little bit more experienced as well, or maybe you're just working in a very highly stressful job, you may find that some exercises are just super, super taxing. So for example, this could be a leg press with maximum weight. That can be really taxing on the body to the lower back and the joints as well. So why not do exercises like lunges where you can't load it much weight, but you can definitely feel in those muscles and it helps so much more. I can't really stress more about how that SFR can really help you moving forward too. So just to kind of summarize everything up, I really want you to think about exercises that are going to help your long-term journey. So the first part is about availability. You want to make sure that you can use an exercise or a technique that you can keep doing. There's no point doing it if you can't keep it consistent or if you don't have that piece of equipment. The second part is the complexity of the exercise. If the exercise is too complex, more than likely you can't push to your maximums. Saying that as well, you don't want to get caught up in the complexity bias, thinking that the more complex the exercise is, the better it is is going to be for you. Simply not the fact. Lunges are always going to be great, no matter what time of the year it is. And number three, SFR, the stimulus fatigue ratio. It's great that you could probably squat 100 kilos, but if it hurts your lower back, probably not your best benefit for you. Maybe start to look in different exercises like the hack squat variation, like I shed with the hack squat machine or the Smith machine, or look into goblet squats and lunges as well because it doesn't put so much loading on your spine or your joints as well. Now, hopefully this guys has helped you out quite a bit. This is something that I want to do more consistently to help you guys learn more from my mistakes, but also learn from my experience too. Being a trainer for all this time, it's been, um, it's been fun and I definitely want to make sure I can keep this passion going. So if you found this really useful, please share it with some friends. If you're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, or even on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. And until then, I'll see you in the next episode. Take care, everyone, and keep building momentum.